Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! been definitely the hardest yet most fulfilling of my life I opened my heart to love and shared that experience with millions I've had my fair share of ups and downs as painful as it has been at times I wouldn't change it not one bit did I make choices that hurt my heart absolutely have I become stronger through what hurt you bet I realized how strong of a woman I am and how resilient I can be. My love story might not have been the one I would have initially written for myself. However, falling more in love with the woman I am at the end of this journey is something I'll always look back on fondly. This is not my ending. It's just my beginning. Wow. Can that be America's new Declaration of Independence? Powerful words, people. Powerful words. Wow. By a one miss Hannah, Hannah Brown. Brown. Oh man. What Sarah so beautifully <laughs> transcribed uh was I don't know, maybe a, a, a life altering um a statement from Hannah based mm-hmm. on uh her experience as the bachelorette. Um, I do have to admit, I took some creative liberties. Oh, really? Uh, please share. So I I started with, or the one liberty I took was, uh, I wouldn't change it. Not one bit. Ooh, she just you, said I wouldn't change it one bit. Sure, sure, sure. But I had to, you know. Periods for, the for people, dramatic emphasis. For the people. I mean, of course. Um, wow. You guys... Welcome to the finale episode of Hannah's season of The Bachelorette. I don't know that I could have asked for anything more. Best season ever. Truly. Of all time. And hey, it's been brought to our attention that we have so many great new listeners. And we just want to thank everybody who's new, uh, who's tuning into the pod. Uh, Thank you so much for being a part of this journey with us and kind of closing out this chapter. I feel like I grew up. Oh, my God. I feel exactly as Hannah feels. I am not the woman I was when her journey no. started. And I bet the new listeners and the old and the people who've, you know, stuck by by us from the beginning feel similarly. Yeah. Like we are all changed. Yeah. We're all we're all in communion together with this. 100 percent. And guys, we love hearing from you. Like a lot of people have been reaching out lately and anyone new that might be listening like we love, love, love hearing oh from God, you guys. It really makes my day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love. And sometimes if you're lucky, if you have a controversial enough post uh, or like um, comment, I'll post it. Yeah, Sarah's better about posting mainly because <laughs> I'm really bad at social media. <laughs> sometimes it stirs up a little drama, but who doesn't like that? It's The Bachelor, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, if you guys ever want to reach out, you can find us on social media um, on Instagram, I'm Sarah Elizabeth Franklin. And on Twitter, I'm Sarah Eliz Frank. (laughs) 
And I am at Alex Ryan Frank. And then on Twitter, I'm at Alex Ryan Frank. And I think I have like 12 followers <laughs> and three tweets and they're all about Ariana Grande. So we'll post them. But it's just so you guys can like DM us your thoughts or tweet us yeah. your thoughts or anything. We, we love hearing, um, especially if like there's any hot takes that you have that might be different from ours. Um, but let's get into it because oh there is four hours of content to talk about. I forgot how this is my busiest time of year. Oh, yeah. Because we have the end of a se- of a Bachelorette season and then we have the beginning of Paradise. Mm. It's like a good six hours of my week are invested into all of this. Right. And I feel like Paradise is such a beautiful palate cleanser, uh, especially at the tail end of what was definitely. I know Chris Harrison says it all the time, yet he hasn't for this, which means I feel like it's the only time it applies. The most dramatic season of The Bachelorette ever. I mean, I... My main takeaway from these past four hours and obviously the past 10 weeks is just what an amazing badass Hannah is. I just don't know if there's anyone in the world that I'm more proud of. She's so thoughtful in how she speaks and presents herself. And I mean, remember, she had such low self-esteem going into this. Like she was scared. Night one, she prayed, like, help me feel smart and confident and what about Sarah? She was. Nay, this just the bachelorette. I mean, we have had we have known Hannah B for approximately seven months, right? Yeah. Like uh is, is what I would think we how long we've known her yeah. for. And um she has come such a long way from just being a contestant on Colon season. We watch somebody come into their own, find their voice, and do the work and to becoming a confident their person. Body. Woo. Woo. Oh yeah. Find their voice and, and their, their G spot. <laughs> With a little help from Peter. <laughs> Can we please talk about Peter? Yeah. Okay. Well, my number one question is, do you think he's the next bachelor? Probably. Cause I don't think it can be Tyler at this point. I want to talk about that. Um, okay. But Peter, Peter pumpkin eater. Uh, uh fine (laughs) it you're okay the Tyler thing is confusing I just think that um I was actually kind of confused by the ending with her and Tyler like not to jump ahead but I am sort of confused by it because I don't necessarily think uh I think that ship is sort of sailed and I think it's just like a more fun story for Hannah to just be an independent woman on her own so something amazing that Hannah said was at AFR was like I'm sad this isn't what I picked for myself do I want a husband? Yeah. Do I need a husband? No. Oh, she's the best. That was so cool. Oh, she's the best. And she's been listening to Lizzo a lot this week. And I know because I've been seeing it on her Instagram stories. And I'm like, yes, Lizzo and Hannah B, my two heroes. They are so one and the same <laughs> but for me. she did say in that dramatic reading that you guys just heard from me, I actually left off the end of a paragraph. And she mm. did say to all of your burning questions, yes, the drink is happening. No, you're not invited. I'm really appreciative that Tyler has always had my back and supported me through all my decisions. He constantly encourages me to lean into the strong woman I am. He's a really good man, and I'm going to be his biggest fan, whatever what make, whatever makes him the most happy. Here, I don't think that they can fully dive into anything no. until he makes a decision on if he wants to be the bachelor or not. Or if he makes a decision on whether or not he wants to date Gigi Hadid. Right, because he can't. Because he can date literally, literally anyone, anyone he wants. Like, he can date anyone he wants. Um, I see the two of them as just total besties that have such a deep love and mutual respect for each other for the rest of time. 
Okay, here's the one thing. I really, really want them to hook up. <laughs> oh, I hope that Hannah finally... I, I feel That's like what that I said last night Hannah on Twitter. I was like, whatever happens, at least these two are finally free to bang. <laughs> Hannah's win is like truly her journey with herself. And I've so badly wanted a bachelor season where the person falls in love with themselves. That's, and I feel like this that is why was this your dream for Colton. Colton. And Hannah manifested that for me. I Or who knew I was manifesting it for Hannah. <laughs> but um, oh my God, no, I, but that's taking away her own agency. <laughs> uh, so I, I please strike that oh, from the record. You have power. Thank you, Sarah. I'm also learning to find my voice <laughs> now, too. I'm just going to take Hannah's voice. I prefer hers over my own. All right. Uh, it's a great voice. All right. But so Peter left. Peter. <laughs> Sarah, there are moments in American television history that has changed the course of history. The moon landing one. Um, when Wa- uh, the Watergate. Mu- uh, that wasn't a television event. <laughs> Um, the moon landing, the miracle, uh, when the, when the United States beat the Russians in the 1980s Olympics. Yes. When Moses parted the Red Again, Sea. Again, not a TV <laughs> event. Live Aid. I think Hannah and Peter <laughs> having sex in a windmill is the next four, tier of that. Four times. Four times. Okay. I'm going to do you one up and say that the tier above that is Peter's mother being the most proud she's ever been <laughs> in her life. She was like, that is my boy. That is him. I was like, is it dangerous? <laughs> I'm, <laughs> but I know I support it. It was a very bizarre reaction to watch two parents that were so equally proud of their son for having sex also, in a windmill for a time. Not just equally proud of their son, so proud of Hannah. His mother was blowing kisses to her. She was weeping. She was like, he, Thank you. Thank you for having sex with my son four times in a windmill. I, I sorry. I do it. Say what well, you say. well, I was going to say I spoke at your wedding and I like I, I said something that was like slightly controversial. I'm just going to share it on the pod because we're all amongst friends here. Yeah. But I mentioned um, the time that you and Adam first met and how you courted him was by pushing him up against a um a uh, jukebox and, yeah. and I wouldn't call it out courting. Well, it is what it is. Me too, Tim. I don't know. <laughs> it was one of those things where it's like, if he didn't like me, would have been a real me too moment for us. <laughs> yeah, it was a real risk. Risque movement. Risk. But uh, Taylor, our dear friend, friend of the pod, Taylor Cox, um, sent me a video of the speech and I, and I watched it back. Um, and uh, when I'm saying that mom's in the background and she literally like caved, I, I used a sentence last year, last week, like caved into her body. Like she was like, so like her head was down. She was shaking. <laughs> she was like, Oh my God. Well, yeah. On top of that too, the best man also <laughs> made a comment about how he pretended he goes, when I first met Sarah, I thought it'd be funny to play a prank on my wife and tell her that Sarah was super religious <laughs> and wouldn't sleep in the same bed as Adam. And like, everyone was like, ha, 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 ha. like that would ever happen. <laughs> oh and I was like, goodness. oh, my poor parents. <laughs> 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 all I could think about. <laughs> so I just thought this was like such a turn to watch two parents that were like, go, Peter, go. Well, that's the difference between men and women, mm. straight men and women, Alex. I forgot. 
Our parents are just a pro- product of systematic misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I did think it was a good thing um, to reference uh, an earlier episode with Alyssa Littman. It was awesome. It's been awesome to watch uh, devout Christians who are awesome people um, also be yes. sex positive. Oh, my God. Well, sex positive feminists like yeah I think it's great I think you know we talk about this every season like is the bachelor franchise like is it doing the world justice where we are at in society right now but I think every single season they're getting better and better and better and I think that yeah Showing someone's like Peter's family who is like cute and dorky and funny and cool, like are are were such great examples yeah. for the world to see. To see their family compared to somebody like Luke P, you know, and still be Christians and still be accepting and non-judgmental and not, you know, you deserve the world, everything you want, you will have scariness <laughs> that like turned out Luke P like was great to see. I also not to negate everything you said with what I'm about to say. I just can't believe that they fucked four times. <laughs> well, okay. Also like, especially if that was her first date, no wonder she didn't have sex with Tyler. That she was exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> she literally couldn't you can't Who could handle that after an, a raucous night like that that is not a possibility no who could handle that are you talking like but like physically handle that Yeah, like who's what vagina can handle that it's not sustainable like it's not it's not a life ouch ouch <laughs> ouch is right and it's good because she was just like, listen, I'm going to make this choice. You know what, Hannah? Greatest, <laughs> greatest trick of all time that you played on us. But do you think she played it on her? Like, do you think part of uh, the her decision making and how do you think there was any foresight into her decision making? Like, I'm going to have sex with Peter so much. So I physically can fuck Tyler. <laughs> so he does not ruin me for the rest of my life. Wow. If she is, she's smarter than I thought. Wow. <laughs> this is all long con. Um, no, yeah, so proud of her. And um, I think that her and Peter are gonna be friendly. I'm excited. I think her I want them to actually I actually want them to be together. Oh, I was gonna say I think Peter might be like a Rachel Nick Vial situation. Really? I don't think so. I think honestly, the only reason, and this is just like my um non-scientific observation, but I feel like the only reason she got rid of Peter first uh was because she thought it would be too hard to bring him to final two which she was which actually yeah. girls have said that they've done in the past oh really yeah i've heard other bachelorettes say that and i heard caitlin very recently she was actually on someone else's podcast oh really? she was on like this country girls podcast her name's caroline hobby and she has on like women of nashville and caitlin said on the podcast that she was begging producers to have the final two be Sean and Ben. I I did hear this because, because she didn't want to put Nick's family. She didn't want again. to put Nick's family through it. Exactly. Cause she knew she was picking Sean no matter what. And they, and, and they said no. And you know, there's so, it isn't not to get like off of our season, but I'm going to for a second, but Caitlin felt so betrayed by 
The Bachelor and the producers and ABC in general. And it's funny because every other person like Bachelor or Bachelorette, even contestants, I've heard them say like, no, producers don't force you to do anything. It's all your choice. It's all your choice. And Caitlin, time and time again, sounded like she did not get that choice from them. They made her take Nick to the final two. Like they they obviously brought Nick into that season. Like I think it makes sense why Caitlyn had like such a hard time with ABC for so long because she was one of the only leads that truly had to follow direction. I also think society has progressed significantly. Well, you know, progressed and degressed at the same time. But I think, yeah, um, I think the if if there was any um, outlier to her season, it's she had sex before the fantasy suite and um i think they were just trying to be a little too hands-on about how sex was portrayed in the show and yeah i don't think that america had really caught up to this the sex posy place that the uh, so we can't Pete, all pilot pete's family peter's mother we can't all be her but I feel like that's the direction in which the country is going. And at yeah. the time, it hadn't really been there. So I do feel bad for Caitlin. But I've also moved on because she's happy and I'm happy. And Hannah's a strong, independent woman. There's so much I'm happy about. It was Alex. <laughs> Alex. Yes. Have we ever. Oh, wait. Yeah, Becca. <laughs> I was going to say we. Oh, wait. No, Becca wasn't the bachelorette at the time. Have we ever had a bachelorette? show up to AFR single. Nope. This is the first one ever. They may have showed up and been like, yeah, it's been hard, blah, 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 and then broken up a day later. But we have never had a bachelorette show up single to after the final row. It's the most baller freaking move. In the, and she could have just been like, I'll stick by you. No, she did not. It was such a strong, like, uh, 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 God, it was just such a strong uh, depiction uh, of how a person who's being authentic to themselves should act. And I literally, I th- I, I think about Elizabeth Gilbert a lot in my life, who right. wrote, e- uh, no. fam- who famously wrote "Eat, Pray, Love." Of and course, she- every day, every day. And she wrote "Eat, Pray, Love" because she didn't feel like uh, women had ever had uh, a hero's journey. Like their their hero's journey, it's always been men in literature wow. that have had hero's journeys. I truly feel like I watched a hero's journey in Hannah, and I honestly don't know that. Like, I feel like this was. The most satisfied that I could have ever been with a with I Andy. agree. I wouldn't have been happy unless she ended up without a husband. You, like, I don't think I would have been happy if she ended up with Tyler. I was confused and I was weird. Or, like, I felt weird and I was sure. very lost because I have certain feelings towards Tyler. Of course. Sure, of course. We all do. Which is enough. I've never seen an entire Bachelor Nation rally behind one person like I've seen Tyler. But I, I still, I, I would have only been happy if she ended up alone. Yeah. I just think she's uh, the coolest, most. Um, and, and even, I'm so sorry, but it's, no, no. even how she stood up to her parents too. Like her parents were like, we're a one and done family. You get engaged, you're marrying them, you're with them for the rest of your life. And she's like, well, one. Okay, but like two, there's all a concern that Peter's dog food jingle. Uh, Jed's dog food. Oh, I said dog food. My bad. 
still have windmills on the brain. <laughs> um, Jed's jo- dog food jangle. <laughs> That's Jed's a tough thing to dog say. dog food jangle <laughs> wasn't going to support her. And she's like, I have my own dreams. I have my own passions. I'm going to make money myself, which she already which has. Which is like kind of also like, well, right. figure that out soon, though, please. <laughs> right. Again, my favorite thing to do is go over Hannah's resume. Bachelor's degree from Alabama. Miss Alabama, no check. The biggest check she'll ever make in her life, the bachelor. I actually do think she probably, I think more than anyone will probably be able to parlay this into something legitimate. More than anyone, Alex. You're acting like JoJo and Jordan didn't just come out with a house living I'm sorry, I know how you feel. That was embarrassing for you. Um, (laughs) I would like, before we get into the meat and potatoes, that was the like finale part two, I do, I did find her interactions uh, or her parents' interactions with the men very fascinating. Uh, It's really, it was, it was funny, A, to watch the, the family become completely charmed by Tyler. Like, <laughs> no one is resistant. I Jed, like, literally walked in there like, I mean, he's no Tyler. <laughs> I actually, and I hate Jed, but I actually sort of felt bad for them when the mom was just like, well, you've been in Nashville for kind of a long time and nothing's happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't like their reasoning for not wanting her to end up with Jed because he's an artist, doesn't. I mean, you love who you love, right? Yeah. Just as easy to fall in love with a poor man as it is a rich man, as I was told every day. (laughs) (laughs) Don't know which one they were trying to get me to go for. Definitely the rich man. I will. I will. (laughs) I remember hearing that at like seven years old and being like, I don't get it. Does that mean I should marry rich? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Um, But yeah, I did feel bad about the reasoning behind not liking Jed while it was ultimately like true and right. Like he's a liar. Well, no, but but that wasn't true and right. Like their reasoning for not liking Jed was not the reason that we shouldn't like Jed. Like their reasoning for not liking Jed is that his career hasn't taken off. And the reason his career hasn't taken off is because he's 25. And I know they have like sent like the dog jingle that he written has, you know, been made fun of by the masses but like at 25 to get a campaign is like no, uh, it actually music it actually is a deal. really huge deal yeah um well i don't think the jingle was good it wasn't jingle e <laughs> it was more like a ballad it was a ballad about hunger but i <laughs> Uh, no, I agree. I don't think that that was something to make fun of him for. That actually is m- a much more stable music career than performing live. Than trying to make it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the first time that I had felt any empathy or sympathy towards him. I was like, oh, yikes. That's kind of sad. I don't. I don't. <sighs> I do feel empathy towards Jed. There's an element of it that I have, but it's shrouded by a lot of it. Yeah, but ultimately, here's the thing. I mean, so they hurt him and Hannah. Him and Hannah are so young. Neither of them have had real jobs. Like, they're so young. Jed's dad still pays his rent. Like, it's just like they're in such early stages of their lives. Yeah. Jed, I fully believe that Jed thinks he fell in love with Hannah. I 100% believe that. But... Uh, Okay. Well, I want to talk about that a little bit later. Okay. I think that he thinks he did. 
And he went on here for his career. I think if you go on here for your career, you don't just like get engaged. I do think he was freaking out when he got engaged. But I do think he believed he was in love with her. And, you know, then he we find out that he goes back to Nashville and he's back into his party ways and he's throwing girls in bikinis into a pool at that, his apartment. That sentence alone, I was like, I was thinking back to when I was like uh, in a relationship and I was like, if I had, it would, if I had known that my boyfriend had thrown some new girl into a pool, I would have like cut um, his dick off. My boyfriend on a bachelorette party who is now my husband. <laughs> I don't know if he wants me telling this story. I found out while he was on a bachelor at a bachelor party that him and a group of guys went back to some girl's apartment <laughs> and I lost my mind. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. Not that anything happened with anyone. Walton. <laughs> oh my god. He's on like Jed's stupid ex girlfriend. <laughs> but like they like they were just like out and like the single guys were like, oh, we're all going. And he like joined in. I was like, um. I only know because I know Adam <laughs> that he was just like sort of along for the ride and then no like, 100 but it like um he was like all i did was play with a dog and i was like you played with a dog in front of women <laughs> thinking that they wouldn't <laughs> go insane over that. <laughs> oh man <laughs> to your jet throwing girls in bikinis into the pool i was like <laughs> i would have literally no cut way. his dick off like i i would I, I saw red and how she just sort of gave like a sheepish sheepish like hmm yeah i was like wow you really do have the grace of god i don't know uh, she's not throwing glass against the walls i guess because they were in know. a rental but I, yeah, I, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Because they were in a rental <laughs> is the answer. They were in an Airbnb. Anyway, I had some sort of point. Oh, oh sympathy for Jed. It's just well, that Jed wasn't young. ready for this. He just, he wasn't ready for this. He's yeah. not ready to be committed. No, he's just sent sort of a shitty young guy. Yeah. And you know what? He'll be better. And when he's 30, he'll be better. And he's going to find someone and he'll be fine. And I'm not worried 30, about it. 30. I think we got another 15 more years to said. <laughs> I think I wouldn't be. Okay, so 40. 40, 50. <laughs> he'll, he'll be better. And he and and he's not going to be a shitty young guy. But you know what? Here's the thing. You're allowed to be like a shitty person when you're like 25 and figuring out your career and like. Mm-hmm don't have a responsibility to anybody else the problem was is he allowed hannah to become his responsibility and, and his yeah. relation his relationship to become his responsibility when he should have bowed out gracefully oh yes 100 percent. and uh I keep going back and this wasn't referenced last night and I so badly wanted either a Hannah to say something or B Chris Harrison and maybe it's like on the cutting room floor but what still bugs me more than anything else is honestly wasn't even his deception it's how condescendingly he spoke to her about Luke P yeah when uh you like I we said this on like the podcast last week but you can't be the morality police if you know in your heart and your soul that you're doing your what you're doing is so much worse. That to me 
is, and this is where I lose my sympathy for him. Like literally that fact, how he treated her and surrounded her around Luke P is where I like, when I feel sympathy, I lose it. The the minute that I think about the way that he spoke to her on fantasy yeah. suites. And I'm just like, you can't, to me, that was almost emotional. I think it, I don't, I don't want to say almost. I'm just going to say it. I think it was emotional abuse what he was doing to her. He was completely gaslighting her into thinking that she was this irresponsible person uh, when in fact she was just doing her best to listen to her gut in like an incredibly impossible situation or circumstance in which to do so. And she also is young and um, doesn't have a ton of like dating experience. Yeah. She, she's, she's had really, relationships, but she hasn't had like dating experience. Yeah. It's so true. And like talk, like listening to her talk about her past relationships are like a guy from high school. She thought she was going to marry a guy from college. She thought she was going to marry. Like she doesn't have like adult out of those, like, like out of those communities, like dating experience. Yeah. I, when they got engaged, I did feel the Oh shit moment. Like between Jen. both of them. You feel like they were both just like, we know like deep down, like, that wait, what are we doing? And you know, she even said in the, like when her and Jed met up at the rental, like she was like, you know what? We got engaged and it hasn't been good since then. Like it, you know, it wasn't just all this stuff with Haley. It sounds like he didn't tell anyone that he got engaged. <laughs> What about when he told his friend that he won? Yeah. yeah. I told him that I won. Wow. Yeah. And that just speaks to how immature he is because he doesn't understand what a shitty thing that is to say. Yeah. And how horribly impactful that would have been on, Han- on Hannah. Yeah. Hannah he's just, he, it sounds like he has not been a good fiance before like his secret girlfriend. Poor secret girlfriend. Um, how I, I in, sorry if we're, we're kind of jumping around here, but um, actually, I feel like we're on track. But when uh, I mean, there's just so much, there's just so much. But when they were talking about uh, so when she, you know, like they did the, you know, quote unquote happy couple weekend where she broke up with him, um, he was like, I, he was like, I, I, I think the problem is, Hannah, is that you're hearing two sides of a totally different story. I mean, yeah, she met my parents and of, and of course I said, I love you. And yeah. Did we go on two trips? One right before meeting you. And did I sleep with her the night before I met you? Obviously. (laughs) But was she my girlfriend? (laughs) Ooh. Uh, Unless you want to call her a delusional person. The thing is, I ended it in my head. The thing is, I ended it non-verbally. In my heart. He literally <laughs> said, the problem was I broke up with her non-verbal. <laughs> like, he actually said that. <laughs> yeah, Jed, I'd say that's a little bit of a problem. And she's like, well, now I know why your family treated me like shit. Yeah, I loved when she said that. Because it's so true. Because we watched that knowing that this wasn't a bad family. Or these were No, people. I kind of liked these them. I just thought they were confused. were genuinely confused. Nick um, Vial has um, shed a little bit of light on to uh, hometown weekends recently. Oh, he did. So how it goes is about a week before. So they it's there. It's not even guaranteed. They call the family and they're like, hey, it's looking like your son or daughter is going to get a hometown. Um, are you open to being on TV? They come in. They do stage the home. 
So like, right. uh, well, a lot of people always question like, why are there so many wreaths and crosses all over these people's walls? <laughs> so they do like dress it up a little. <laughs> they just have a lot of wreaths, I guess, in the production band. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to do with these wreaths. <laughs> Put them like, in the bachelor. It's like house. everybody's old decorations from their old houses. <laughs> they just like used to decorate bachelor families' homes. It's so sad. Um, so they do that. And then the night before the hometown, the producers take the family out to dinner and they're like, this is what, this is how tomorrow's going to happen. We cannot tell you any details about the relationship except for that. They really, really like each other. Like, so they're not going to, like, they wouldn't be like to Luke P's family. They wouldn't be like, you know, they've kind of struggled here and there. Luke has said this. Hannah felt this way. They're just like, we really can't tell you much. That's for them to tell, but we're going to take you out to dinner and tell you how it goes. So like for this family thinking that they were going to see their son like literally a week later, just being like, what? Huh? And they probably don't want to throw their own like exactly. son under the bus by being like, well, he's, you know, he has a serious girlfriend <laughs> that we met last week. Honestly, she's living in the house. Should we <laughs> ask her to leave before this? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, it was just a, a horrible ending and there was just so many instances. I think at one point he was like, well, and now I see what it's doing to myself. And he, she's like, what, you know, what it's doing to us. And like at the end of the day, Jed is just not an evolved person and Hannah yeah, is. And it was just, it, that's just not going to work. That relationship's not going to work. I do sort of get like after watching their, ha- like the flashbacks to ha- happy couple. And when I, when I saw them, um, when I saw them in, I think it was Latvia, when she like first told him that she was falling in love with him, I kind of get what she was getting out of that relationship that she needs. And it was the goofy playfulness. Yeah, she because she is like fun and silly and weird. And she needs that. Yeah. And that's and and while Tyler's perfect, perfect, he's not weird i think he could be but they're not on the same like level of weird i heard lady gaga say on ellen once like find somebody who's the same kind of weird as you and i think like that's like such good relationship advice it's so true because i i you know like when i was getting married everyone wanted to like give me advice Thank you, I guess. <laughs> You're welcome for all the pearls of wisdom I dropped on you. But everyone's like, you should be, you need to laugh every single day. And I think that it's, that's it. That's what everyone's saying. Or have sex every day per our, per our friend of the pod. <laughs> friend of the pod. Uh, she said I could name her Lori. That's all I'll say. Thanks, Lori, for the advice. She's actually amazing. And I'm guessing it's not four times that Lori's doing it. Though. Well, she did say she gave me some, oh. in, she gave me some insight and okay, she good. said that I could share it because she's like, I just, you know, you guys had a lot of questions and I wanted to shed, oh, shed yes. some light. <laughs> she is without a doubt, like one of the funniest people I've ever met so she's funny and she's, having sex she's all just the time. so open about all of cool. this and it's like i know it's like oh my god so hannah she's so hannah um she's like sometimes it's scheduled sometimes it's not and she's like i'm not gonna like occasionally it's like not gonna happen but like we we do make it a priority and she says especially when the kids aren't home and i was like yeah it'd be weirder <laughs> if she was making it a priority for when the kids were at home so um i 
took a sex ed class when I was a senior in college because I didn't get great sex education in Catholic school growing up. <laughs> I learned a lot of stuff when I was 22 years on old. The, on the streets. <laughs> oh, no, I learned Did a lot some of, field research. I literally learned a lot of stuff in my 22-year-old senior year <laughs> sex ed class. It was incredibly informative. And this guy was so progressive. It was in the South. Shout out Hannah B. I was in South Carolina. And um, he was like, you know what? If two people are feeling it and the kids are home, you go into your bedroom and you lock the door and you do it. <laughs> like He mm. was like, he's like, do it when you want to, because if you wait, you're not going to be into it later. And I was like, wow. Good to know. I'm going to get. Thank you so much. And that's great advice. I hope everyone uh, takes it to heart. Anyway, weird to weird. But like circling back, like I yeah, she, what she needs is a playfulness. And I think that that's something that they were on this like because their romantic chemistry wasn't really there. Like when he brought out his guitar to sing to her, she was kind of like, what? You know, um, but when they were being silly together, you sort of saw both of them light up. And that's like something that Hannah can take with her into this next relationship um i do have a question yes because i was like struggling in this moment i don't know maybe this isn't a question is more just like what are your thoughts on this so on her boat with jed where she like literally vomited her body was actually when her body was rejecting, rejecting jed. jed i saw that as a tweet i think brett vagara tweeted that last <sighs> night or something thank you um she was saying like here's like my parents are worried because you have creative aspirations. I have creative aspirations. Mm. Who's going to pay the bills? And that was like a real kind of like hit me hard moment because it's like I would never be a proponent of somebody like giving up their dreams for another person. But it is true. Like who I, like there has to be sacrifice in some way. Maybe it means Jed picks up a like a day a day job and can only perform at night, you know, or Hannah or vice versa. Like there actually does have to be sacrifice involved. Of course, there has to be sacrifice involved. I think the minute that we, uh, people start thinking about it in black and white is the minute that it sort of starts becoming problematic. I think what a partnership is, is like some give and take your turn now, my turn now doing what you can knowing that like at any point at any time like somebody's gonna have to like you know bite the bullet and take a job but like as long as everyone's communicating like I think it can like seesaw just, like, works. and also people's like creative career like you can have a creative life and be cre creatively fulfilled and have creative pursuits and not have that be your bread and butter well it's even not just like creative pursuits it's like what if one person let's talk about Tyler C. Oh, let's <laughs> what if Tyler C already has an MBA? No big deal. What if he was like in a like what if he was actually like married at that point, too? And then it's like, OK, well, like I want to ha I want to go get my MBA and I have to do it full time. And that means that I have to like stop working and all this stuff. And it's like I like I mm -hmm. do wonder. I don't think Jed was the type of person that was going to like take bite the bullet take the j day job so hannah could get her mba obviously not and i think he made that very clear i think it it and not even in the fact that he you know always had an instrument in his goddamn freaking hands <laughs> um but uh just in his self in it, selfishness across the board i mean that just kept that was the line that she kept using when she was breaking up with him she was just like it's just 
selfish. Yeah, he's just a selfish person. How did you feel about how he handled himself on after the final rose? I, fine. I mean, there was nothing else he could have said or done. Do I? It, it's kind of like the Luke P thing. I'll believe him when I see it. Like, I'll believe you want to be a better person when you act like a better person. I think he handled himself just fine. I don't, as good as he probably could he, have. There was not, like, he was walking into a room where every single person in there despised him. Right. Like, I, there was, I, he owned his mistakes and he said that he was sorry. Do I think he, like, went home with his buds after and, like, got wasted and threw more girls into a pool? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, it's just. It's, and they all think they're getting married to him tomorrow. Apologies are so weird because it's, like, yeah, you have to apologize for the things that you've done wrong, but words are words and they don't mean anything until you actually put them into action. It's true. And I, and this is how I feel about any public apology <laughs> like from anybody, not yeah. just on The Bachelor. Like overall, public apologies are freaking, it's never going to feel sincere. Yeah, until like time has passed and actions are exactly in place. the only time anyone's ever going to feel better after somebody apologizing for doing something so shitty is when they change. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'll believe he's a better person if I see him behaving like a better person. But I like until then, there's like nothing I can really say. But I'm well, glad he apologized sh- to Bachelor Nation <laughs> because, frankly, I needed that. I needed it too. <laughs> uh, I, I did think it was like because people were so ready to like rally around Hannah and she was just like, you know, things are over and people started clapping. She's like, this is not a clapping matter. Yeah. It's sad. And I am sad. Yeah. But um, there is a decency in you that exists around this like immature, selfish layer. And I see that. And I hope one day like you're able to sort of strip down to that for whoever is next not gonna be me yeah bye um i like how she you know jed was like yeah i'm still in love with hannah and hannah was like listen i'm not trying to punish you but i am not in love with you (laughs) she was so cool yeah she really killed it she did a great job she did a great job um and so and then luckily the episode ended with a reunion with her and tyler Again, we sort of touched on it. I don't think that this is a... uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. No. I don't know that Tyler's going to be The Bachelor, but it's what we were saying earlier. (laughs) Tyler can have any girl on planet Earth. I'm... I don't know. I... Peter, I guess, would make a fine Bachelor. I I have no feeling either way about it. If he Mm -hmm. becomes The Bachelor, I have no feeling either way. I think Mike would be great... Um, I just don't think there's enough, think especially after this, that there's enough momentum. We'll see. Mike's if a little paradise. too agreeable for me. And that's the thing. We have a whole batch of men on paradise. I mean, Colton was picked to be the bachelor from his performance on paradise. Somehow. Weirdly enough. <laughs> after he was like, I don't think I'm ready for love. I'm going to go home and work on myself. <laughs> introducing your new bachelor, which like that relationship is a whole other question mark. <laughs> can't get a handle on uh but yeah just one other thing that i want to say about her breakup with jed before because i feel like we're sort of nearing towards signing off but um i thought one line that she said when she was breaking up with him that was so great was you used me and all the benefits that came with being with me and like all of the attention that you got from it 
Uh, so you could basic like like you used me so you could like basically mistreat me mm. like you used me for everything that was good but then like blatantly disrespected me on a like person to person level she did a great job she looked like she was like the lead in a nancy myers film oh, with that like so denim button down open up with a white tank top underneath and then her bombshell look at afr yeah she looked fab she's just so beautiful and i also like i'm like fully like i so he's chris harrison is such her dorky dad like he said ship i'm gonna ship this and i was like chris harrison you learned that term like two minutes ago honestly thank god he has lauren zima yeah, Lauren Zima is cool. She teaches him the ling- she teaches him the lingo. Lauren Zima is cool. She is cool. I'm really into that. I ship their relationship. <laughs> I'm happy for them. She slid into his DMs. I'm into it. I think every girl should slide into it. She said that they ba- bumped into each other at an AFR, and he casually mentioned he was single, and she was like, "I'm getting a vibe. I'm gonna DM him," and I was like. I have done that so many times, uh, <laughs> like three times. <laughs> I love DMing. Not anymore. Yeah. No, it's I, I mean, I haven't done it for a bit, but um, I definitely like there. Are, I've definitely dipped my toe in the water via a DM <laughs> or I've just like flat out asked somebody out. On I mean, I like DM. Oh, I. Yeah. I love asking guys out again. Not anymore, but I loved it. I mean, Adam's not allowed to play with a dog at a single gal's uh, apartment. But you can ask guys out to be a DM. Not anymore, bruh. <laughs> but I DM celebrities yes, all the time. Know, constantly. All the time. Um, and I hope you guys DM me. Just anything. Anything you want. Thank you so much. <laughs> Seriously, I know we said a little bit at the top, but like this season has probably been the most fulfilling to watch. It's been my favorite for a really long time. Like, again, I really liked Colton's. Ari's finale was like impeccable, but this was like a season that I enjoyed thoroughly from beginning to end and like m- forced people in my life to watch it. Oh, yes. I knew that they would need it. There is a writer in my room who this is the first season he hasn't watched. And I was like, honestly, Andy, you made a really huge mistake. Yes. And he was like, I, I know that I have like we watched we we watched an arc of a person. I'm like, this needs to be a hero's journey. Uh, this needs to be Emmy nominated. This should be in history books. This should be, people should study this season when they take women's studies classes in college. Agreed. I really do think, and I'm not, and I, I know we're in, we've been inflating this season a lot, but um, I mean this in all sincerity and I'm like with not a hint of like irony or like sarcasm. I think like Hannah Brown is a feminist hero. Yeah. 100%. How she's conducted herself throughout the season, how she's been true to herself. I might how write her in on the ballot this next election. <laughs> Sorry, nobody. I'm we're just missing, kidding. We're JK, JK, JK. Fully missing the Democratic debate to have this podcast. <laughs> JK, so, JK, JK. We're literally not qualified to vote in the uh, <laughs> primary, but uh, we might be qualified. But so all we could, we're only informed about Hannah. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. And I'm happy that we were like with her from the beginning. Like so many people were so skeptical of her. We knew. We knew. It's because we're experts. 
it's because, yeah, hey. They're That's not- why they call us the youngest experts in Bachelor history. Youngest. Who's they? Young. We don't know. It's a kind of a royal day. Um, but uh, we will be continuing on for Paradise this season. Oh, Sorry, I'm just pumped. Okay. <laughs> I was like, is there a follow-up to no, that? No, no, no follow-up. I'm just grown. So <laughs> excited for Paradise. We go right into it. We've got Demi making out with girls. We've got Dean's mustache. We've got John Paul Jones' tears. Oh, I heard you had some JPJ uh, tea. Yeah. I Again, I I think I was allowed to talk about this. Oh, Somebody I know had an opportunity to meet John Paul Jones. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I guess like the handler of the situation, John Paul Jones's handler was like, we can get you an autograph if you need, if you want one, like okay. prior to meeting him. She's like, no, that would be, that's okay. I don't need his autograph. Oh, that bums me out. But she said that he was very underwhelming. Oh, okay. Well, don't meet your heroes. I think is what we learned. That's exactly that. what Caitlin, friend of the pod, she was on a few weeks ago, oh. said the exact same thing. She's like, this is why you don't meet your heroes. <laughs> Um, so we will be, uh, episodes will be dropping every Wednesday. Um, uh, we hope you hang out Thursdays, Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Because Bachelor in Paradise is on Monday nights and Tuesday nights all season. So our, um, Paradise episodes will be coming out on Thursdays. Thursdays. Oh yes. Sorry. Thank you. Um, so please tune in. Uh, we're going to continue having some fun. Uh, we will be rooting for Hannah. I'm truly so excited to see whatever happens next yeah. for her and i think it's gonna be epic by the way it's just us tonight tonight no guest oh yeah <laughs> actually we did have a guest but uh, uh they didn't have anything meaningful to say <laughs> <laughs> um yeah just been chugging wine next sorry chris night. harrison <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you later <laughs> Uh, so Lauren will talk to her later. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm feeling like almost like this is the first time that I've actually sort of felt sad towards an, like a season. Miss, like you're sad. It's over. Yeah, I have like a real nostalgic feeling about it. And I really do. Yeah. feel like I learned a lot. I'm really excited for paradise. I think it's going to be great. I can't wait to see what comes of Hannah. Um, and if anybody's watching cash pad with Jojo and Jordan, please reach out because I'm watching it and I love it. And I'm like so excited to see like to have like my two favorite worlds on the planet cross home renovation shows and bachelor people. I don't think you've ever been more uniquely qualified to talk about anything. <laughs> I, I know it's true. So yeah, if anyone has any, wants to talk about that, please. I've already had some people reach out about how good she looks in overalls. And you know what? You're right. What woman looks good in overalls? Jojo. That's it. She's the only one. <laughs> All right, guys. I guess we'll catch you in paradise. See you in Mexico. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Campfire.